You're listening to Rosemary Goes to the Mall, the saga of one woman's lonely journey around the Mall of America. Well, I'm back at the mall for another lovely and exciting day of shopping, and I am actually pretty pumped because this should be my second to last shopping trip, which is just amazing. I should be able to finish the second floor of this side today and then go downstairs on the next trip and finish the first floor. And I'm telling you, I, I kind of can't believe I'm almost there. I'm, I'm almost giddy. Now, my returns are, are fairly uneventful, but I'm leaving Department 56 where I return those ugly, ugly pillows. And I walk past that boarded up store. Well, not the boarded up one, the one with the plastic in the windows. And I'm just wondering if this is where Minneapolis was. So I go into my purse to grab a pen to write down the, the, um, the, number of the store because they all have little numbers, you know, so that you can find them. And, um, I realized I don't have a pen. I left my pen and my notebook at home. So that's crap because I just feel kind of naked without a pen, like no writing utensil. I don't know quite what to do. Uh, so, um, I decide that when I go into Minnesota and more to return the bear and the moose, cause you know, I decided that Naomi and Eleanor, they don't care. They can't read, you know, they don't care if it says Minnesota on it or not. And certainly I could find them a cooler present than a stuffed bear and a stuffed moose. So I go in and I start looking for a Minnesota pen and maybe a little Minnesota pad to go with it. And I walk around the store and look, and they've got all the cookbooks and the rhubarb jam that you could want, uh, but they don't have pads or pens. So I just go up to the counter to return the bears. And the girl starts checking me out. And while she's doing that, I notice that in the thing of pens, you know, all of them have these little flowers and things, um, attached so you won't steal them, but there's one in there that doesn't have one attached. And I start a little plot in my head to accidentally forget to put the pen back and to steal it by accident after I sign the charge slip. And then she goes over to the shelf to check the price on the stuffed animals. And while she does that, I seize the moment and I throw it into my purse. Once I've thrown it into my purse, I grab another one with a flower attached to it so that um, I can just pretend I'm just playing with all the pens and uh, she won't notice that one is missing. And indeed she doesn't. And, um, I go ahead and I sign my charge slip with the dopey flower, um, pen. And I put that back in the canister. Like I'm such a good person. Gosh, you know, as I'm leaving the store though, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. It was kind of a slimy move to steal the pen. At least they have other ones in there, but you know, that is so annoying when you work in the store and then all of a sudden you have no pens around. And it's just like, I could have gone down to the convenience store and they probably sell pens. Instead, I steal their pen. It just seems kind of shitty to me. 
And, you know, I've made it almost all the way around the mall. And then on my second to last day, I steal, I do my first like act of theft in the mall. That's just so shitty. In any case, um, at RCC Western, they actually have a little canister of fuzzy horse pens by the register. And, um, I think, well, gosh, I shouldn't have stolen that blue Bic pen. I should have just come over here and bought a fuzzy horse pen. It's like, it's got little string arms and legs with pom-poms at the end and, um, and little ears and, uh, and then it's fuzzy all the way down till you get to the part where the pen goes down to the tip. It's pretty damn cool and I don't buy it, but I, I am tempted for just a minute. Not too much else happens with the returns. You know, the guy at Red Wing Shoes is very quiet today. He barely speaks to me. Um, I guess he just does his routine for visitors from Saskatchewan. And then the guy at Vans is not there. You know, the guy who had been up for four days or whatever it was. So I guess they finally allowed him to go home and get some sleep. Or maybe they sent him into rehab or something. Nonetheless, um, I feel a kind of excitement as I make my way through the returns. It's like energy is building or something like that. I just, it's like there's a hum in the mall because man, I am about to cross the finish line. I mean, not today, um, but the next visit I will, I am so close to being done and, um, I'm kind of excited for today's shopping. By the time I get down to the second floor, I guess that hum of energy has subsided a little bit. Um, and all of a sudden I feel a kind of reluctance to get started, like uh, melancholy or something. And, um, you know, it is really a mixed thing here between just like, you know, being really excited to have accomplished something like this. And then also just, um, you know, the fun was in the accomplishing. So once you've done it, it's like, well, now what? However, you know, I do know that, you know, you can't just stop and make time stop. You really just need to move on. So I just, um, I just pull up my bootstraps and, uh, and dig right in. I think I mixed my metaphors there, but, uh, in any case, uh, I walk right into a Lante, which is a, uh, suitcase and bag shop. Um, they've got all these really cool Kipling backpacks, uh, and shoulder bags. I really like them. I've, I've seen people with them and I've never really focused on them, but when I look at them, they're like super well-designed backpacks here. Um, they also have all these bagalini bags and, you know, I bought a bagalini bag at Chico's, uh, not too long ago. And I thought that was super cool. They have a totally different line of bagalini bags. And the ones I like that they have are the messenger bags. And they have these ones that 
uh, are just kind of small. They're rectangular, but they're kind of vertical rectangular and they're really more square than rectangular. And, um, they have them only in black. They're marked down to $35 and they, they have a little side pouch for a water bottle. And then they have, you know, plenty of room for like all your stuff, like a notebook, this or that, the other thing. It's, far more practical than a purse. Really? I get really sick of carrying purses. Um, I'm not really a super big bag person. This I actually think would be more for when I go to, to New York to kind of have like for the day, you could put snacks in there. You could put like all kinds of stuff. I really dig it. And it's on sale for, um, 34 and I just, gosh, I think I'm going to have to do it. And I really am going to be tempted to keep this one because it's, it's really super cool. Very urban, you know, very cool. While I'm checking out at Elante, I, you know, there's a real nice guy who's checking me out and I'm just sitting there kind of staring, um, around as he, you know, deals with the register. And there's a funny little, it's like a, it's not exactly a file. It's like a, a slip in. It's like a thing on the wall that you kind of slip files into and it has written on it waiting for shipment and shipment is spelled S H I P P M E N T. And for a minute, I'm like, I should tell him that he spelled shipment wrong. And then I think, well, that's obnoxious. Rosemary, don't tell him. And it might not even be him. It could be his manager or something. And then I just think, God, you know, no, I'm not going to tell anybody that because it's just one of these nice moments where in the midst of this place that is all about being slick and perfect and whatever, it's like a moment where realness kind of slips through the cracks like a weed or something like that. And, uh, I, you know, it reminds me of New York because in New York, everybody's always misspelling everything. There's so many immigrants and just like, you know, <laughs> people who don't give a shit whether they're spelling things correctly or not. There's an absence of slickness. Well, no, that's not true. There's tons of slickness in New York, but then on the street, like when you're looking at all these little stores on the street in New York, there's a definite absence of slickness. And I have to say that I miss that just stuff just coming out of, you know, out between the seams kind of thing. And, um, I don't know. I kind of relish that moment that ship moment. Uh, it, it's a nice little touch in here. Now, Jimmy's, Jimmy Z, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's Jimmy apostrophe Z, probably Jimmy's. Uh, it, it's another surf shop or something. This is a place where you can buy pre-paint spattered uh, sweatshirts and um, pre-frayed t-shirts fantastic. Why go through the trouble of messing up your own clothes? You can buy your clothes pre-messed up. I mean, those frayed t-shirts, how long are those going to last? It takes me a good long time of wearing things and washing things to get things frayed. And when they get frayed, I stop wearing them. Imagine that. 
In any case, you know, I'm clearly almost at my limit for surf clothes. So I just grab a couple of t-shirts and um, a pair of pants. And I I do the whole buying clothes for my niece routine because um, I'm not going to try anything on in here. There's just no way. I bring the stuff up to the counter and this woman is like, looks like you found some great stuff. And I'm like, um, yeah, it's for my niece. And, uh, you know, she sends me over the guy who's there too, who was kind of helping me before. And, um, he's going to check me out and they have this conversation about what great stuff I got. And, you know, these t-shirts that are on sale for seven ninety nine. And she's like, well, how can you resist when, you know, it's such a good price. And I feel like I'm in happy land, you know, like they, they, they inhaled helium or something, you know, before they came to work. Um, it's kind of wearing me down a little bit. So I zone out and I end up focusing on this video that is playing right behind their heads on this huge screen. And this video is totally rocking. It's like, there's this woman and she's the singer in the band and she can really shake her booty. And she's like, not one of these super skinny model types. She's just like a slightly chunky, really great kind of cool rock and roll chick. And she, it's like a super catchy song. And, um, she is just, she's a great dancer and I am completely mesmerized. I kind of forget where I am. I'm just watching her and like the pulse and the beat of the music is really loud. And, um, the guy who's checking me out says that is my favorite video that we have. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm in the store. I forgot. And I was like, oh yeah, it's really cool. Who are they? And he's like, that's Morningwood. And, um, and their song is Nth Degree. And it's really cool. It's like my favorite video. And, uh, I have to say, I think they're really rocking. Um, but I am kind of taken aback that I, I let my guard down and just became so involved in this video. I, I almost went someplace else and that's unlike me for, you know, I'm not a big video person, but, um, but it was, it was really good. Now, Perfumania, I took care of that upstairs. So then the, my next obligation is Mia and Max, which is another hair salon. And they've got the usual crap there, you know, all the, um, biolage, um, hair stuff and all the Paul Mitchell hair stuff and the tea tree hair stuff. Um, they don't have very good prices on anything. So, uh, I don't really quite know what to do. I don't really want to stock up on anything cause I've already stocked up on it. So I end up over by the Biolage spa gift sets and I'm kind of hoping for something that'll be like, like the body mud I was looking at at Perfumania, um, the last time. I mean, it wasn't the last time, it was the time before the last time, but it turns out it's shampoo and conditioner and then a, uh, hydrating body balm. So nobody can call it moisturizer anymore. It has to be balm or butter or, you know, mud or whatever. Um, this is balm and, uh, I, uh, end up 
going for the smooth therapy because I asked a girl whether it's like the Paul Mitchell super skinny and she says it is. So, um, so I go for that and, uh, it's in a little box. It's 20 bucks. And I think that this will be an easy thing to decide to return. Now I am just walking casually down the little hallway here, minding my own business, intending to head into the mobile solution when a guy outside of the mobile solution says, Hey, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm fine. And he's like, what kind of phone service do you have? And, uh, I'm like, uh, T-Mobile. And he's like, well, what kind of phone do you have? Can I see it? I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I hand him my phone and it's a little weird, you know, to do that because like, um, you know, it's a total stranger (laughs) and he takes off with it into the store and I follow him. And he's like, wow, this is a really old phone. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've had it for a couple of years. Um, it's super beat up and all this, you know, it's the battery starting to lose its charge and all this kind of stuff. And, um, he, uh, heads back to his computer and I see there that they have a big authorized, um, T-Mobile dealer sign. Uh, so I figure he's going to go and try to check out my phone and I'm wondering, can he access that information just with my phone? I I didn't think that he could. Anyway, he's fiddling around on the computer for a while. And, um, while he does that, I, uh, I sort of wander around and look for accessories that I could buy. And, um, Uh, they don't have much, you know, they don't have much of anything out on display, very unlike the other phone stores here. So I'm just wondering, and, um, you know, strangely enough, I don't feel at all violated by his taking off with my phone. I sort of feel very happily carried along on a wave. Um, it's just, it's kind of a, 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 I think he's a very good salesperson. You know, he just kind of swept me off my feet here. Now he's doing something and he starts asking me for the last four numbers of my social security number, which I feel kind of weird about saying out loud, but I guess it's not the whole number. So, so I give it to him and then he wants my cell phone number and then he has access to all my information. And I'm like, wow, um, I just like gave him all that so easily. Um, I realize after he's fiddling around on there for a while longer that he's looking to see whether I'm due for a re-up on my plan and a new phone. And I realize that um, I'm not, and that I should probably tell him this because Keith needed a new phone last fall. And so I re-upped our family plan and got us two new phones. And I just never actually charged up my phone and switched phones, partly because we got the same phone because he insisted on getting a flip phone because he thinks it's cooler. But now we can't tell our phones apart if I use the new phone. So I just haven't done it. But I have been thinking that I should do it because my phone battery is starting to die and it's losing its charge real fast. So anyway, long story short, 
I am not eligible for a new plan. And the guy, I explain it to him and he doesn't really understand. And then he figures it out on his own and he has a big look of disappointment on his face. He's super, super disappointed. Um, so to try to stave off his disappointment, I'm like, well, do you have any accessories for the phone? Like I would like a car charger for my phone. And he's like, car charger, car charger. Like this is the first time anyone has ever asked him for this. And he asks his manager who's sitting at the other register or computer or something just like, I think he's working on the schedule. And the guy's like, yeah, in the drawer. And he's like, oh, give her, give her a discount, give her $5 off. It'll be only 25 bucks instead of 30. And I'm like, oh, wow, thanks so much. And I'm not sure if this is going to be returnable or not, but you know, whatever, you know, I guess we can always use another car charger. So he finds that. And while he's fiddling around some more, um, with that whole mess, I'm glancing down at the counter and they have this sheet of paper on the counter, which is titled top phone sales for twin cities. And they have a list of salespeople and how many phones they've sold. And the top one is 91. So while, um, the guy is fiddling around with my car charger, I say to him and, or the other guy, is 91 the number of phones that would be sold in a month? And, um, the guy's like, uh, like he can't believe that I just read this thing and I'm, I'm suddenly shoving my nose into, into store business. And then he's like, um, yeah, that's in a month. And I'm like, wow, that is a lot. I mean, like, say you work, what, 20, 24 days maybe in a month. That would mean that you would have to sell three or four phones a day every day that you worked in order to make it to 91. That is incredible. And the guy who's helping me is like, oh yeah, it's incredible. But you know, you, you know, you have bad days, stretches, you know, where you don't sell anything. And then all of a sudden you'll have a day where you just sell tons. And I'm kind of imagining this guy, like, like in this super sped up mode, you know, like just like customer comes in, sell on the phone, customer comes in, sell on the phone. I have this kind of funny image in my head as he's talking and I'm like, yeah, 91, that's incredible. And then his manager is like, well, I sold 89. And he points to the second row on the sheet. And I guess he was number two. So, you know, I'm making such a big deal out of 91, but he's only two behind that. And then my guy is like, and I've sold 29 so far and I just started. And I'm like, wow, you guys like, that is incredible that you could sell that much in such, you know, a short period of time. And the manager guy is like, oh, well, what's the big deal? I don't know. I've been work working in retail since I was six. And I'm like, since you were six <laughs> and he's like 16 I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. Cause I was imagining your parents like shoving you out the door towards the street to go sell some more lemonade. <laughs> and uh, I thought you had, it must've had a really strange upbringing. 
and um, he doesn't seem to appreciate <laughs> my comments very much. <laughs> uh, so I figure that I had better uh, lay off with the, the dumbass remarks um, for now. Uh, in any case, I, uh, I, I finished the purchase. The guy finally figures out how to like, you know, make the sale. And, uh, I'm amazed that he sold 29 of these, um, well, not of these things, but 29 phones. He must've had someone helping him through using the register cause he's not too good at it. But I notice, uh, that the manager has moved the sales figures off of the counter onto the back counter. So they're no longer accessible for nosy people like me to, uh, to, to, to read them while they're waiting for the guy to figure out the register. Now I get to go to the Skechers store, which I'm super excited about. I think Skechers shoes are pretty cool and, um, this should be a lot of fun. It's a very cool store, really nicely designed. You know, they're having a sale on, um, flip-flops and sandals, and they actually have a pair of sandals that I own, not from this shopping trip, I, but I actually got them at DSW last fall sometime, uh, and they were only $20, but now they're on sale from 45 to 35 at Skechers. So I'm feeling like, ha ha ha, um, big pat on the back for Rosemary to find the deals. Nothing else on the sale rack really catches my eye though. So maybe I don't have the golden touch after all. I am drawn to this bunch of strappy belly slipper kind of shoes that I've been finding in a lot of different places. I, I think I got some at Rockport shoes and they're, you know, they're the belly slippers and then they have the little thin strap that kind of zigzags its way up your foot. And, uh, I don't know why, you know, they're so not me in so many ways. I'm just a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal, but for some reason, I just think they're kind of cool. And they've got this one pair that I like a lot that is sort of like a sneaker and sort of like a ballet slipper and they're brown. They haven't been black too, but I like the brown ones. And they've got, they're sort of suede and, and they've got this thin brown leather strap that does the zigzag thing. And I, I, uh, I ask for, uh, this, pair of shoes in size 10 and they bring them to me and I try them on and wow, these are super comfortable shoes and they're really cool. I think cause they've still got this sneakery look. They're not quite the super femme, you know, uh, ballet type thing. They really have a tougher look about them, but they're they're kind of pretty too. And they're brown and I like brown. So, um, so I'm going to go for these. I, I really like these. I, you know, I guess I was hoping to get some good bargain or something, but, uh, you know, these are, these are pretty, pretty cool. So I bring them up to the counter and, um, they check me out and when they're putting it in the bag, they have their regular shopping bag, but they also put the shoes into a little uh, fabric tote. That's kind of like those Adidas and Nike totes that they sell at the sports stores. I bought one at champs, I think in one of my first visits here. And they're the kind of thing that you could either wear over your shoulder or you could wear as like a little, um, backpack. They're like, 
the most impractical, useless backpacks ever. Um, but all the girls wear them, put their little gym clothes in and go to the gym and, and you know, they're, they're kind of pathetic backpacks, but for some reason they're super trendy. Anyway, it's one, one like that. And so I'm wondering whether I get to keep that or not when I return the shoes, I'm kind of hoping that I get to keep it because I don't know, it's kind of cute. And honestly, it makes me feel kind of special that they gave me this extra little thing. Okay, the final store on this side of the hallway is Abercrombie and Fitch. And I, you know, don't remember noticing this before when I was on the first and the third floors, but the music coming out of there is unbelievably loud. It is just blaring. And I, I just, I feel like it's like, you know how you could be magnetically pulled in. I feel like it's the opposite for me. I'm, I'm being repelled away. It's very difficult for me to get even close to this store because of just, just the noise level is unbelievable. I know I was a teenager once and I too ruined my eardrums going to, you know, see bands play and all kinds of things, but woof, that was a long time ago. I guess this does manage to draw teenagers in though. And in addition, I think the other thing working for them is the giant photograph of a half naked man that is hanging in the entryway into the store. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's no head. It's just a very naked torso it's really, I mean, it's, it's unavoidable, <laughs> but it's, it's really intense. Uh, so, but I, I've got to do it. Um, I, I, I did, uh, try on a pair of Abercrombie jeans once in a different mall and I really liked them. So I have this idea that maybe I'll go in and I'll buy a pair of jeans today. But honestly, I get inside and the music is even louder inside. And I mean, I just, I can barely hear myself think in here and this is not an auspicious beginning for the store. I I'm thinking that I should try to find the jeans, but to be honest, I'm losing my grip a little bit here and I'm searching for something, anything on the racks to kind of anchor me, but I'm completely befuddled by the atmosphere in this place. Um, Finally, I, I haven't found the jeans yet, but I, my eye rests on a rack, which has these white bomber jackets, the kind that my students wear, you know, over tight jeans there. And, you know, it's like a little parka with a fur lined, uh, hood. And I think, oh, well, you know, I could try that on. Um, you know, I, that would be something that I could do and I wouldn't even have to go to, the dressing room. So I pick a large off the rack and I find a mirror and I try it on. And I'm, I'm a little chunky for it, to be honest with you. You know, you have to be kind of stick thin to really pull this, this kind of skin tight bomber jacket off. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Uh, I check the price tag and it's 180 bucks, which is pretty pricey, but it's coming back anyway. And I got to get the hell out of here as quickly as possible. I go stand in line and there's another 
photograph of two more half-naked men right over the register. And there's a pretty big line. And I'm standing right behind this 12-year-old girl and her mom. And they're, it's really funny. I mean, I've seen this a few times here at the mall. They look exactly alike. I mean, it, the only difference is that one of them is bigger. And they're both pencil thin, tight jeans, little tank top that shows a little too much skin, blonde hair, mom has dyed, dot or not, I think. And, uh, and these sort of flip floppy sandals that clearly cost, you know, a hundred bucks. I just, I, it kind of creeps me out because, you know, the mom is trying to look like she's a teenager and then the daughter is trying to look like she's 25 and doing a pretty good job of it, except that she's, you know, kind of pint size for that age. Uh, but, but seriously creepy. And then the mom leaves. And so the girl's still in line. So clearly girly has her own credit card, which is another disturbing um, part of this whole thing. Anyway, I'm kind of fixated on her because she has this weird aura. Like she just, she's like a man child, or I guess you'd say a woman child in this case. And, uh, and you know, whatever she's, you know, she's waiting in line. She gets up to the counter in front of me and she checks out. She uses her little credit card and, um, Everyone else up to this point has gotten a shopping bag with the naked men on it. But when she buys her stuff, they give her a shopping bag with no naked men on it. It's just a plain gray bag that says Abercrombie and Fitch on it. And I am really surprised by this. I mean, there's naked people everywhere in the store. So it's not like mom doesn't know that she's been shopping at this place that, you know, is basically selling sex, but they can't be seen publicly to send a girl under 18 out of the store with a bag with half naked men on it. Like, I just think it's really interesting image control because you know, they're doing this thing, but then trying to pretend like they're not doing it. I just, I just think it's weird. I think it's really weird. But when I go up and I buy my bomber jacket, I get the naked men because I'm over 18. Now, Bare Essentials is like a madhouse. It's filled with women like scrapping with each other to get to the makeup counter and I don't know what to do in a store like this. Uh, they, uh, they have not too many accessories. I I'm just starting to kind of look around. Maybe they've got some lotions and things that, um, might be good. And I don't get very far before a sales girl comes up and asks if she can help me. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but you know, I, could actually use some lipstick. I don't wear makeup very much, but, um, I could use some lipstick and, you know, just for special occasions. And to be honest, I just never wear makeup because it's kind of like you get used to, you get used to yourself without it. And then I, you know, I just feel funny wearing it. And this was exacerbated by the fact that the last time I wore lipstick, Keith was like, 
what's wrong with your mouth? Because <laughs> just like didn't recognize me in it. But I figure, you know, we've got a few weddings coming up. I'm going to have to get dressed up. So I should probably own a lipstick. Just one. Uh, so she brings me over to the makeup counter and helps me pick out a color, which works very nicely. You know, I'm, I'm very happy with it and it's called Empress. And I think that that actually is also, um, just sort of a nice touch that it's called that. Uh, so I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to buy this lipstick. And she's like, well, do you have a skin regimen? And I say, no, I don't have a skin regimen at all. And she's like, well, well, why don't I take you over and I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it because you should really have one. She said, you know, if you want to preserve the skin you have, you know, before it's too late, she said, well, no, not before it's too late. Uh, just preserve the skin you have and, and even improve it, you know, make it, make it better looking. Then you really need a skin regimen. And, you know, I actually am starting to feel like my skin is looking less nice. And I've always been, you know, kind of proud of the fact that I wasn't a girl that required lots of expensive crap, like moisturizers that cost $40 and things like that. Um, but I do think that I'm starting to get to the age where my skin is maybe not as great as it could be. And I'm, my age is starting to show just a little, just a little bit. I'm, I definitely don't look 20. That's for sure. Um, she has really nice skin, although she's wearing way too much makeup, um, and it covers it all up. But I guess she probably sees herself as an advertisement in some sense. So she takes me over to the kits and uh, she's just like, this is what you do. It has a morning thing and a night thing and it has a moisturizer and it has a this and a that. And, and to be honest, I'm kind of sold on it. Like, I think that I should start doing this sort of thing. I think it would be really good for me just to stay looking youthful and whatever else. Uh, then she also says that there are other things that I can buy that, you know, uh, if I don't want to do a full kit, I can buy this skin peel thing that you just do once a week and then use this other cream on your face at night. Or you can buy just the thing in the kit that makes your pores smaller. And so then I'm like, okay, well, how much does all this cost? So the kit is 50. The skin peel that you use once a week is 80. And then the moisturizer is additional to that. And then you can also get just the serum, which is the thing that makes your pores smaller for 60. Uh, but then you don't get the moisturizer and all that. So I'm actually thinking kit is the best deal. So I decided to go for that. So she picks out a kit for me that she says is good for me if I have oily skin and I'll get my pores down and all this kind of stuff. And, and I said, I'm going to go ahead and get it and the lipstick. So big spender here today. I, I check out, um, she says while I'm, I'm buying it that I, 
shouldn't lose heart because in the beginning when you start these skin regimens it can really be hard on your skin at first because your skin is purging so it can feel like you've got acne or whatever and this can last a week or two but after that you have to give it at least three weeks and you really should go for the full two months because you have a two-month supply in here and um that you will really see shining results. So I have to say, I'm convinced. I'm really, uh, I really want to try this. I get out of the store and I just pull it out of the bag just to take a look at it. And it actually says that it's for dry or very dry skin. So I'm kind of like, did she give me the wrong one or did she give me the right one? I'm not sure. I mean, I guess maybe this will be an impetus to bring it back because I was starting to feel like I was going to need to keep this one, but I don't want to get something for dry skin when I've got oily skin. That doesn't make any sense at all. Swarovski. Um, this looks like a jewelry store to me. Oh, lucky me, lucky me. But I get inside and they've got all these little crystal like carvings and figurines and stuff. Uh, you know, I hate this kind of stuff, but I, I just make my way around. They have some jewelry and I notice they have some pendants, which are pretty nice. And I pick out a black one that's $30 and it's on this kind of leather, um, string and you just tie it behind your neck. And, um, the saleswoman gets it out for me and I try it on and I think it looks really nice. So I decide that I'm going to go ahead and buy that, get in, get out, you know, while she's checking me out, I ask her what the story is with Swarovski. And she says it's a fifth generation Austrian crystal, um, com company that's family owned. Um, she says it's very special because it has much lower lead content, which is like, yikes, you know, we're a pendant that has lead in it. Um, and that, uh, they can actually cut their crystal. Most places, um, have to do an acid wash and then shave it. Um, but there's some magic thing that they can do, which they can actually cut the crystal. So it looks better. So whatever, man, I'm not a big crystal person, but that's fine. Um, she says I can join the club for $45 and I will get a free crystal shell shaped pendant. Um, but I say, no, thank you. That's, um, that's enough for me. Now, interestingly enough, the Abercrombie and Fitch music is still blasting even in here. And I'm like, wow, that music is really loud. And she's like, we can't even play our own music. I hate it. We've complained a million times and they won't do anything about it. They said, they say that they need the music up that loud so that teenagers know it's there. I think they know it's there. <laughs> I think that they would know it there. It was there even if it wasn't blasting through this entire part of the mall. But what do I know about marketing? Not a whole hell of a lot. Yankee candle. It smells like fruit sherbet in here. You know, I hate candle stores and they always smell bad and they're kind of overwhelming and it's just like a sickly sweet 
over what like do you have to put the whole bottle of perfume in the candle or could you put a few drops and have it like have the aura of something without completely overwhelming everybody uh, it's disgusting they've got like you know they've got all the fruits they've got everything they actually have a section which has Merlot candles, Shiraz candles, Chardonnay, White Zinfandel. I pulled those off the shelf. I try the Merlot first and it just smells like Skittles. Like it doesn't smell like Merlot at all. Um, I try the Shiraz next to see if it smells any different. It just smells like a different flavor Skittle. It's the same damn thing. So anyway, I just got to buy something and hopefully something not too offensive, uh, but it's all offensive. They've got like buttercream and, you know, ugh, yuck. Um, I finally settle on sage and citrus and I just get this big candle in a jar and um, it's sort of the most low key of all of the candles I've smelled. So I just pick that up and go to the counter. And at the counter, the saleswoman says, do you have an Illumilid? I'm like, no, I don't. And she says, they are really great with these candle jars. She said that they keep the it from blackening around the edge of the thing and it keeps the carbon monoxide or dioxide it keeps the um it keeps the the gases from the flame you know from getting too high and it keeps the heat low uh and she said i was skeptical when they first started having these but um i have become a total convert so i'm like sure throw one in just throw it in because it's just coming right back to you in a couple days I buy my sage and citrus candle and I get out of there now fossil I'm tempted to skip because I went to fossil upstairs but this is actually the jeans store so I actually think that I better go in but I'm not in the mood at all um, They've got some cute tank tops. I think about that. Then I get into the men's t-shirts and there seems to be a huge thing for obnoxious men's t-shirts. And these say things like, I'm not your type. Um, there's another one which says, I almost numchucked you. <laughs> um, but I decide to buy Keith a t-shirt and it says on it, I'm what you call man pretty. <laughs> I think that's a really nice little gift to get for Keith. He's not going to get to keep it though because I'm going to bring it back. But um, I, I think that's kind of a funny joke. You know, the T-Mobile guys are still out there across the aisle when I come out of Fossil. And they're making me nervous because they kind of see me as I'm going from store to store. So I'm feeling very self-conscious about having them be, they're out of their pod, you know, they're supposed to stay in their pod so nobody finds out what I'm doing. Um, but they're out of their pod so they see everything. And that means the returns are going to be uncomfortable too. Maurice's, um, you know, just another dumbass women's clothing store. This one feels a little less teenagery and more like young women, but you know, like twenties out dating, not in college anymore. 
um, I just grab a t-shirt and, uh, a little, a long sleeve shirt and, and go up to the register. Cause I don't have the patience for this. Uh, I don't feel like fucking around. I just want to buy, get the bag, get out. I'm still feeling this way at big dogs, which comes next. Um, but it's buy one, get one half off. So I get kind of sucked into that. Um, you know, Keith's mom buys the boys some big dog stuff like t-shirts and things. And they're always cute. You know, um, they're, they're, they do things like Spider-Man with a dog's head on them, on him. And it says spider dog instead of Spider-Man. Uh, they actually have a t-shirt in back, which is the Incredibles, which is the Incredibles with dog faces. Uh, but they don't have that in Garrett's size and... I think about a couple bags. There's a nice kind of tote bag and then a lunch cooler bag. And I think that maybe I'll get those because that would be buy one, get half off. And I get up to the counter where thankfully no one is at the moment. And I see the return policy and there's no returns. So back to square one, I start, um, circling, circling, circling around the store there's kind of a cool stuffed plane. It makes that noise that all stuffed planes and rocket ships for kids make where it's like the takeoff sound. I think that one company must sell this audio and they all use it for toys. Um, then I see these little stuffed puppies and it's $15. So it's a little bit too much for my taste, but you know, the boys have been asking for a puppy lately and they have a dog, but they, they want a puppy. They don't understand that a puppy turns into a dog and it's really cute and fun for like a day. And then you have to train them and, you know, deal with your, all your furniture being eaten and all that stuff. So maybe this is a good replacement for their desire for a puppy. And it turns out that when you squeeze the puppy, it goes ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> Um, and I think that this is fantastic and hopefully neither one of them will fall asleep on it. So, cause sometimes they bring that stuff in their beds and they fall asleep on it and you hear the audio just going over and over and over. <laughs> you have to kind of extricate it. It's like surgery. Anyway, I buy the puppy and, uh, and, uh, figure that'll be a good donation to the ever expanding toy box of those boys. I'm getting really sick of shopping here, but I got to keep going. Um, my next store is Team Choice, a home of the sports fan, another dumbass sports fan store. Uh, don't want a t-shirt, don't want a hat, don't want a football, don't want a mug with a football thing on it. Of course, there's no returns at um, this store. So I start looking for something cheap. Um, I come across these beer openers that are kind of funny. Uh, and you, as you open your beer, it triggers audio of Hank Williams singing the national anthem and then sports fans cheering. And they have them with all the different logos of the different teams, but they don't have the New York jets. So, um, the sales guy informs me that they're not so popular up here. Uh, and I know that Keith will be very disappointed to hear that and disappointed not to get his audio beer thing. I, that would get really annoying though, to have that go off every time you wanted to open a beer. <laughs> uh, so I end up buying this little Hot Wheels 
truck that has the New York Jets logo on it. And I figure that can also go into the toy box for the kids and they'll enjoy that very much. I am at the end of my shopping trip. I'm at my last store, which is Delia's, which is another teenager store. I must be in the teenager wing. I, I do feel like I've been hitting a lot of these places. I So I just zoom in. I don't want clothes. I don't want t-shirts. I don't want to do the niece ret- routine. Uh, so I focus on the handbags. And um, they have some kind of nice ones. Um, there's some sale ones in the back. There's a brown and white print one, which I think is really cute, but it has like a tie top. And I think that that would be really inconvenient. I don't really like that. There's also this kind of green olive green canvas bag, which is cute, but it's a little bit like the one I just returned to the Western store. So I decide no on that one too. Um, what I decide on is a sort of a nice long bag with bamboo handles. Uh, and it's really pretty and it's white with like blue and orange and pink and green stripes. And, uh, it's just really attractive, very summery kind of, um, Southampton-y. And I think that this is a great way to go here for me. Um, this is very cute. Uh, I will definitely, I would definitely um, enjoy this if I had it. It's a little more dressed up than I would normally do, but um, but it's super cute, and uh, I, I know I'll be bringing it back. But um, but I just I think it's I think it's a good buy for me. I go up to the counter, and without really meaning to, I cut in line in front of these two teenagers, and. Um, they, I sort of look at them and go, Oh, sorry. And they look at me like, uh, whatever, like you're a grown up. And then I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to just go then. So I just go up when the sales girl gets there and, um, just <laughs> let her check me out first. Cause I'm tired and I've been here a long time. And I think this is like my 15th store I've been to today. And that is m- plenty. Uh, And I actually noticed that one of the girls has an Abercrombie and Fitch bag and she has one without the torsos on it. So there you go. They really do only give the torso bags to people who are above 18 or look like they are. So, uh, interesting. Um, I realize as I look into my purse that there are now two pens in there. I must have stolen someone else's pen. I must have stolen someone else's pen in the store, which, you know, like I made it almost all the way around the mall and then I steal two pens in one day. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I consider bringing it back because I think it's from Skechers, but they would think that I was crazy. So I'm just going to take it and figure, you know, I just won't do it again. <laughs> 